John, how's it going? It's going pretty good, Benjamin. It's uh, been a good day. I kind of like it when it's cold in November and I'm not sweating through my shirt. Oh, but but it was cold and rainy. I'm not a big fan of that. Well, it wasn't too, too wet, but I mean, I I take it uh, wet through the rain rather than wet through my sweat. Oh, so, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But I, yeah. I like the, ready to talk sports, though. I am absolutely ready to talk sports. What's on the docket for today's show? Uh, we're definitely going to talk some NBA because uh, we're in the third week of the season mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk some Hornets, of course. Some Carolina Panthers coming off a big win at home. Going to talk some NC State football about the past game against Clemson. We got mm-hmm. Boston College yeah. coming up. Men's basketball season as well as women's basketball are both starting. Yes, uh, finally. Seasons. Yeah. So. Uh, Men's basketball starts Friday against VMI. That is a home game. We had our last preseason game against Mars Hill last week. We're going to talk some wrestling, some volleyball, um, men's and women's swimming, men's and women's tennis, men's and women's soccer. So we got a lot of stuff for you today. So let's get right to it. First of all, we're going to open today's show talking about women's soccer. So we had we hosted an ACC championship game last week, and that earned us the right to play Fourth-ranked nationally, UNC in soccer in the semifinals of the ACC championship. Yeah, UNC has a really strong uh, women's team. They have a strong soccer program overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a one nothing loss for the Pack. It was a tough loss. I mean, UNC scored in the 56th minute. Um, like, honestly, uh, we were just outmatched. We played yeah. a really good game. It's just we couldn't find the equalizer or the, the leading goal in the first half. Yeah, the best two chances to score for the pack came in the 42nd minute, but Kia Rankin's shot from outside the box was deflected away by the keeper. And then in the 88th minute, Kalen Bach had a header that just missed left off of a corner kick. So really close, but no cigar as UNC uh, got the win there. Yeah, it would have been really something if we had scored, considering that we only had three shots and two on goal the whole game. UNC had nine shots, only two on goal still. But yeah. uh, still, you can tell they were uh, more of an offensive presence than us. Uh, yeah. Got a coach from, uh, quote from the coach. Um, it was an even game, and these kinds in these kinds of games, it takes an individual moment by a good player. It was a good goal, and that was the difference. It was disappointing, but we're fully prepared for the NCAA tournament, and we're looking forward to it. Speaking of the tournament... This is our second straight year hosting an mm-hmm. NCAA game. First time that we have back-to-back tournament appearances since uh, 95 and 96. Yep. Like going back-to-back like Jordan's Bulls. But um, <laughs> we're hosting Arkansas on Saturday at 1 p.m. on Dale Soccer Field. Yeah, that's really exciting. We ended the season 14-5-1, and 6-3-1 in conference, uh, third in the ACC, highest finish since, uh, like we said, 1995. Um, our all-time record in the NCAA championship is 10, 11, and 4. So not great. Not great, but uh, it seems like we average about a win or... For, yeah, for every loss yeah, for every, or tie. Every yeah. loss or tie, pretty much. Last uh, season, we got to the Sweet 16, so we're hoping to build on that. Yeah, yeah, pack. we beat uh, Minnesota in penalty kicks in the first round and then beat Pepperdine in the second round. Um, I'm looking for more of the same. I mean, I don't really know much about Arkansas's team mm-hmm. because i mean i'm not like an expert on women college women's college soccer understandable but i mean yeah i it's I'm, a home I'm, game for us we're the better team yeah it's here. a home game and we have some uh good quality wins and good quality losses if you can even say that like playing really good acc yeah. teams really close especially on our home field yeah fourth rank unc yeah i'm excited i'm expecting great things just like last year yeah and i really really hope that we do well in the tournament and i think we will Men's soccer also had the ACC championship, and they also hosted a game on Dale Soccer Field last week, but that did not turn out quite as well. Yeah, we lost uh, 1-0 to Virginia Tech. Uh, they scored in the 92nd minute. In which, overtime, yeah. Yeah, just like uh, with the women's game, it just takes one good play from one good player, and that's basically what happened. I mean, uh, the game went into extra minutes, and then, yeah, that's when it won. Uh, we almost scored in the 90th minute. Um, off of a header from Eddie Taiwo. Eddie Taiwo had a, a great oh, chance to win. Yeah, and it was like um, just wide of the far post from 22 yards. State had eight total shots, four on goal. Virginia Tech had eight shots, three on goal, but they found the back of the net, which was ultimately the difference in the game. Yeah, it was too because we had uh, that goal in the 92nd minute broke a 212-minute 
uh, streak of not conceding a goal for that, the men's team. Yeah, that's really impressive, especially yeah. consider leading into the ACC tournament. Yeah, the last team to score on us was fifth-ranked Louisville, October twenty-first, a game that we beat them three to two. Yeah. So we had not conceded a goal since then. But it's not all bad news for the pack. Uh, Manny Perez, one of our great uh, strikers, freshman on the team, was named ACC Freshman mm-hmm. of the Year. Well-deserved, well-deserved. Yeah, absolutely. He's a Garner native, only the second NC State player ever to win joining uh, Blas Cardozo in 1992. So it's been a long, long time, mm-hmm. 25 years, quarter century, since we've had a freshman of the year on our men's soccer team. That's an outstanding achievement. It really is, and it's not just the freshman on it. He was also second team All-ACC of just anyone, not just freshmen. He was also on the All-Freshman team, of course, and he was joined on the All-Freshman team by uh, classmate David Laura. Yeah, we just have a really strong freshman class, and I mean, while our record may not show it, I think we're a very solid team. Definitely have a lot, uh, a bright future for sure. Yeah, Perez actually led the pack in goals with five, and three of them were game winners, and he uh, led the team with four, 14 points, and he ranked second on the team in assists, and the leader in the team in assists was David Laura as a freshman. Wow. So yeah, I think you could see like NC State's strong recruiting class. Uh, our program, nowhere to go but up from this point. Yeah, and I think there there's a chance that they could get into the NCAA tournament. There's, despite, de- there's definitely a chance. Yeah, the yeah. resume, you know, they had two top five wins, and they've collected four wins and three draws over teams currently in the top uh, 50 of the RPI. And of their five losses, three other teams in the top 10 right now in the RPI. And all five of their team, they, they haven't had any other losses to teams that are outside the top 44. So they've beaten teams they should beat, and but really what hurts them is the teams they've had they've had ties against, like they drew with Boston College, and then they yeah. drew with South Carolina Upstate yeah. recently. So that I think, might hurt them. I think if we get into the NCAA tournament, it's going to be because we're in the ACC. Yeah, more than anything else, and I think, those wins versus top type. Yeah, top if you look, if you look at like if we're in the SEC or the Big East, anything like that, like. A resume like this does not look nearly as good because the strength of schedule is not there. Mm-hmm. Like when you play in the ACC, you're playing a top five, top ten team at least every two weeks, yeah. if not every single week. And I mean, we played Wake Forest. Did we beat Wake Forest? We lost to Wake Forest, we lost, but we, we beat played them Clemson very close. We beat Clemson at home, and then went to number five Louisville very recently and won. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the game I was thinking of. So that there's like a top five win. Yeah, played Wake Forest very closely. I think. Um, I think we'll get the nod. Honestly, yeah. we we'll probably won't be hosting a tournament game. Probably yeah, be on the road, even if we keep me. winning. Yeah, but uh, we're gonna find out uh, November thirteenth at one p.m. and they're gonna live stream the video on NCAA tournament NCAA.com, so you can find out if the men's team gets in the tournament. But we will, of course, keep you updated on the latest Packers Live Sports Show on when what happens there. So moving on, women's tennis. There was the ITA Fall National Champ- Nationals, or I guess it's a national championship. Uh, we had a doubles pair competing in there, Anna Rogers and uh, Claudia Wittorin. Yeah, they uh, they defeated Alexandria Chat and Lee Orr of Northwestern. Uh, they beat them uh, 6-1, 5-7, and then 1-0, which, of course, in the third set in mm-hmm. doubles is just played straight up to nine points. It's not the traditional tennis scoring uh, they unfortunately fell six four one to six one zero to Alexa Bortles and Ariane Hartono of Ole Miss, who are ranked number six by the way in the country. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, it it wasn't really like that disappointing. Just getting to the round of sixteen yeah. at the the fall national championships, uh, pretty impressive. Uh, assistant coach David Secker, he said it's a tough day today. Lost a very tight one to Ole Miss at this level of of event. All the matches have been tight. And we have found a way to thrive in these uh, tight situations. Conclusion, a very good fall for these two. Yep, and uh, Victorian and Rogers will rejoin the Wolf, their Wolfpack teammates in Raleigh as they prepare for the Rebel Invitational from November 10th through 12th at the Frank and Vicky Ferdinetti Complex on the campus of UNLV. So they got a tournament coming up on November 10th. And on the other side of the men's, of, of the tennis team, <laughs> the men's tennis team, the men's tennis team, okay, so juniors uh, Igor and Ivan Savelchik uh, t- took home their second doubles title of the fall season Sunday at the Wake Forest Invitational. Yeah, I think it, I think I just think it's remarkable. Like you got twins, you know, oh, they're twins, not just brothers. Twins. Well, they're both juniors, so I assume that they're twins. Oh, yeah, 
But uh, I was thinking identical twins, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're identical they or not. But I, I mean, I believe that they're twins. Uh, just playing together with your brother—that's got to be I awesome, love, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't play tennis because I'm not good at it. But like, that would be really cool to play with my brother. So yeah. They beat uh, James Madison's Theophil Lanthias and Paul Mendoza six three to take the doubles title. Yeah. Um, also in that tournament, uh, Morgan Lohan and Tristan Smith they picked up a third place finish. In doubles play. As freshmen, too. No doubt. No yes. less. Yes. Uh, we also earned five straight set singles wins on the final day of competition in Winston-Salem. Uh, from um, this point out, it's just preparing for 2018. Mm-hmm. And the Wolfpack prepare, yeah, that dual match in 2018. So that is the tennis for you. So moving on, NC State swimming and diving. The women's had a really tough couple of matchups going to number one Stanford and Katie Ledecky and the number seven Cal. So how did yeah. that turn out for them? Well, we lost both uh, both meets. And in case you don't know about swimming, there are very rarely any upsets. Because mm-hmm. if you swim your times consistently, like swimming is probably the least uh, the least subjective sport. It's all it's all it's time. all about the time. Yeah. It's all about who's who you're racing in the pool right now. And how fast you can go. It's not about like, oh, well, I think this team's better. It's like, no, this team is better. They they have faster times in these events. So, like, going in, you just want to compete. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the good things that we did were just getting qualifying times for, like, the national championships. Yeah, and that are you're getting a couple of personal best times as well for some of these swimmers. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, Katie Ledecky, she won the 100 free. Mm-hmm, but uh, Kylie Perry only lost to her by .2 seconds. A fifth of a second, which mm-hmm. is a good amount of time, but still finishing second. Uh, that was a forty nine forty five. Katie Ledecky went a forty nine twenty five, and of course, you know Katie Ledecky, the most dominant swimmer in the world right now. Um, she won the one thousand free, which is typically. Did um, she compete in a race? Yes, she did, and she won the race. That's yes. that's Katie Ledecky. That's Katie Ledecky. Yeah. Oh, like uh, no participation trophy for her. Always pretty much winning everything she swims. Hannah Moore. Uh, Mm-hmm. Continued to improve. I mean, she set a season best, uh, 9 minutes, 38 seconds on the 1,000 freestyle. She also um, set a personal best on the 500 free. But, I mean, again, like Stanford, if they don't have Ledecky in the pool, they have another distant swimmer who's going to be at the Olympic trials. Yeah. Going to be competing for that Team USA spot. They're just a really deep roster. Yeah, and uh, we were just a little, like you said, there's very few upsets in swimming just because it's, you're just swimming in water. It's not a lot of different factors that can exactly. There's even no with running, there's no defense played yeah, in swimming. But like even with sprinting or running, you have like wind resistance, temperature, and stuff like that. Yeah. that could affect a runner. And like in cross country, you could like you know you could even trip over another yeah. runner, things like that. But in swimming, it's just the blocks are the same. The water is always the same temperature, and so it's not a lot of uh, fluctuation there. Also notable from that event, uh, Julia Poole finished third in the 200 IM. Krista Duffield finished second in the 100 fly. Elise Hahn, third in the 100 back. Lexi Lupton, fourth in the 200 backstroke. So, so that was the game. That was the meet. I almost said game, but I didn't. <laughs> I corrected myself, John. Well I said done. Meet. Well done. Well I'm done. improving. Thank you. Yeah. That was the meet versus number one Stanford. How about uh, going to number seven, California? Well, uh, we fell 176 to 124. Um, again, California, just mm-hmm. a better team. If they swim their times, they're going to beat us. Nine out of ten times. Um, mm-hmm. Even more than nine out of ten times, honestly. But uh, State, we finished second in the 200 medley in the 400 freestyle relay. Uh, Hannah Moore won the 1,000 1, and the 500 freestyle. And Julia Poole won the 200 breaststroke. Yeah, and Poole's just a freshman. Yeah, Julia Poole, just a freshman. Uh, again, just continuing with, like, we're getting faster times, mm-hmm. so it's Improving. not. Yeah, it's not Can't really who you're swimming against. You just have to improve yourself. Exactly. You just gotta. You can only control what you do, which is like I think the awesome thing about swimming. It's the most like, it's very self centered sport in that what you do is only controlling you, but it's also the ultimate team sport because yeah. in a relay you all have to go your fastest times in order mm-hmm. to win. I love but, watching relays because you get to see the longer race, but still they're all swimming super fast. Oh, relays are amazing. Yeah, the relays really are amazing. That, those were my favorite events when I swam. But uh, the men had an off week, but coming up is yep. uh, Texas on yes. Friday. Which and, you wouldn't think just by name, but Texas is 
very, very good at swimming. Well, if you know anything about swimming, you know Texas has been dominant for many, many years. Yeah, I see Texas, their, uh... Auburn, Stanford, all those California schools, and then NC State, all those schools, very dominant. Uh, that's going to be an awesome matchup to see. Um, I think we have a chance because we're top five. I think a yes. one versus a four. I think that's why NC State men's yes, swimming is Yes, we're ranked. very close. We're at the point where it's actually a little subjective based on matchups. Like We very well could win this meet. Uh, our women are projected to beat Texas, but honestly, it's it's just going to be uh, it's going to be about number one Texas men coming to town. That's going to be Carmich- in Carmichael Gymnasium. In there. Carmichael, the Natatorium. Yeah. yeah, the Natatorium. Proper term. Well done, Benjamin. I mean, it's on the <laughs> wall, and I work there, and I have to stare at it for thirty minutes at a time. Yeah, diving starts at three. Swimming starts at four. Uh, go out and support the pack. And that is um, just go into the gymnasium. It's not a lot. I could go, <laughs> is what I can say. Anyway, exactly. So moving on, volleyball. Uh, the NC State women's volleyball team had a couple of games over this past weekend, and uh, they had dropped a couple of games uh, in a couple weeks prior, even though they'd been red hot coming in. And so they are back t- to business as usual. Yes. Not dropping a set in a 3 to nothing victory over Syracuse. But this game wasn't like a runaway train as at 3 nothing. No, the first set we actually won twenty-five to eleven, which was uh, fairly dominant. Yeah. I mean, that. double up their score in the first set, but we came back from eight points down to win the second set, thirty-one to twenty-nine. Yeah, and in volleyball, it's get to twenty-five points and then or win by two. Exactly, if you have to win by two. So if it's twenty-five twenty-four, you got to go till somebody's up to really close match. And the third set too, twenty-nine twenty-seven. Yep, extra extra volleys is I guess the term or rallies. Yeah. Uh, seven lead changes in the final deciding set. Uh, we won, of course, 29-27. Uh, Julia Brown, Bree Bailey each had 16 kills. Tenny Sopatan had 10 kills. State set a record uh, for the ACC this season, 58 kills in, in the contest. Of tied a three-set match, yeah. Over, yeah, sorry. Over a three-set match, tied for third most in the NCAA this year. And that, of course, goes to the, the extended sets. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it also breaks the program's uh, rally scoring era record for kills in a three-set match. So recent memory, they have not had that many kills in a three-set match. Also an era record for a three-set match with 55 assists. Nice. In that. Nice. Yes. So they beat Syracuse 3 to nothing. That was on Friday. On Sunday, they hosted Boston College in Reynolds Coliseum. Yeah, that was another uh, straight sets win. We're undefeated at home this year, by the way, which I think is absolutely incredible. Which is a great. Also, it's nice for the fans as well. It's great for the fans. It's also great uh, for the the ACC tournament because we get to host these games. Mm -hmm. It's not at a neutral court like in basketball. But uh, 25-20, 25-13, 25-19. So all pretty pretty dominant wins. I wouldn't say dominant, but very but all by solid, five points yeah. at least. Yes. Solid wins for the pack. We ended up outscoring them by 23 uh, points over the whole match. Mm-hmm. So I could say, yeah, we extended our dominance. 8-0 in ACC play at home. Of course, undefeated at home in general. They didn't um, trail in the final two sets, so it was pretty solid. They also had their highest attacking percentage in an ACC match this year at 37.5%. So that's the amount of kills that you go for and you actually get, which yes. in volleyball, that's a pretty high mark as a team to average almost 40% getting yes. those kills. Yeah, and of course, Caitlin Kearney, uh, she did not commit an attacking error. She recorded a .765 attacking percentage Goodness with gracious. 13 kills in the contest. Julia Brown also had 13 kills in the contest. Um, just a dominant game. I mean, honestly, like Caitlin Kearney, she won co-player of the week. 21 kills over the weekend, no hitting errors. That's big because a hitting error can be a point for the other team as well. If you, it's a it's a two point swing. Yeah, if you do a hit out of bounds, if you hit the net, it's a point for them versus a point for you. So it is pretty big to have no errors as Kearney's anchoring the net for the women's volleyball. Up next is Clemson tomorrow night in Reynolds Coliseum. Again, we're undefeated at home, so if you want to see the Wolfpack, likely you're going to leave. Happy. Take a dub. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna set the bar too high because it's still an ACC tournament game, but come out and support the pack. Yep. As always. So that was women's volleyball. Moving on to wrestling. The wrestling season kind of started out, started because these were a few exhibitions that the uh NC State wrestlers had, and their three top ten wrestlers competed and three victories at the twenty seventeen NWCA All Star Classic. 
Yeah, uh, number two ranked Kevin Jack. He had the most exciting match of the event. Uh, had a last second win at 141 pounds. Pete Renda won his match at 184 pounds. And Michael Machiavello got a third period takedown. He won at 197 pounds. Uh, Renda started the day with a 5-2 win, uh, defeating Drew Foster of Northern Iowa. Yeah, fourth ranked Foster as well. So a top five win there. Yeah. And uh, Machiavello was added to the event on Friday, so a very last-minute addition, and he came away with a 3-2 win over 14th-ranked Frank Mattier of uh, Pennsylvania University. Of course, all these matches, uh, exhibitions, basically preseason matches, uh, they don't count towards the season records, but again, it's a good sign. Yep. Because, I mean, you're going 100% in these. Yeah, head coach, uh, quote, I'm extremely proud of the way our guys competed and represented NC State. This sets the tone in the right direction for us starting the season and looking forward to seeing the whole team in action next weekend. On Saturday, the Wolfpack will face Ithaca, number 19 Oklahoma, and the Citadel from South Carolina at the Journeyman Duels. And on Sunday, we will then compete in the Journeyman Classic. So looking forward to wrestling season finally starting out as we kept you updated on the preseason. Moving on, however, it's basketball season. Finally. Yes. The, the best sport, in my opinion. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm a little biased. I played basketball in high school, but I mean... I, I didn't play basketball in high school, John. But you still think basketball is the best sport? I love playing basketball. I, yeah. was, I, I was homeschooled, and they didn't, I couldn't play on the team. They wouldn't let me. Start with women's basketball. Uh, our women's team plays Jacksonville on Friday at 5 p.m. in Reynolds Coliseum. Excuse me. Reynolds Coliseum. What's That's a Coliseum, our season, John? I was saying C. I was trying to say season and Coliseum. I want to know what a Coliseum is. I'm going to Google that. So All right. show's done. It's a new made up word, but Reynolds Coliseum. Oh my gosh! You did. I hate you. Wait, did you I do hate it again? You. Okay. Yes, that's I fine. did it again because this is you gold. because you said it. Okay. I'm so glad this is recorded. Re- Reynolds Coliseum. It's available on SoundCloud, and the <laughs> link is on our Twitter page at yeah. Life NCSU. Yeah, Benjamin, uh, he does well at making fun of me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, th- oh, goodness gracious. Season opener, 5 p.m. Reynolds Coliseum for our women's basketball team against Jacksonville. Did you and just then, go 0 for 3 right there? Yeah, okay. That's better you know than your the, free the, throw the, percentage that, somehow. That's not true. Okay. Um, Sunday, they play Davidson at Reynolds Coliseum, 2 p.m., our first two home games of the year. You could say Coliseum. I love it. All right. It's not a difficult word. We beat Lee University uh, on Thursday, uh, 57-42. to 42. That was our last exhibition game of the season. Of course, if you followed NC State women's basketball last season, mm-hmm. we had a lot of big ACC wins, a lot of top 25 upsets. Yep. We were ranked at the end of the season, expecting to have a lot of success this season, honestly. Yeah, yeah. new coach Westmore, I think this is his third season, a hire from Debbie Yao doing a great job at athletic director. So it's good to Obviously. see. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, we're covering all these and if success we're being honest, stories. And the women's team is probably going to be better comparatively than the men's team this oh, year. Oh, yeah. I think that's pretty obvious, honestly. I think they have more experience. Uh, I mean, we uh, the men's team has a new coach in Kevin Keats. I'm excited uh, for that. Yeah, I'm really excited for Kevin Keats, A honestly. nice transition into the men's basketball season. That's starting this Friday at 7 o'clock at the PNC Arena. Yeah. So it's not a coliseum. It's an arena. Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> that's the game versus VMI, and I'm going to that game. You're going to that game, right? Absolutely. Everyone should go to that game. It yeah. Is- I mean, I don't know. I'm expecting a big win. I'm expecting a lot of players to play. Uh, that's, you know, programs like VMI and then Georgia Southern. Of course, we play them on Sunday mm-hmm. also in uh, PNC Arena. Yeah, exactly. I know. I just I, I noticed I, how you let me say the PNC Arena. Okay. All it's right. all right. You're fine, John. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this is right. too funny. Well, we had an exhibition <laughs> game earlier uh, last week. It was, in fact, last Friday. In fact, we uh, hosted Mars Hill and PNC Arena. We weren't the best hosts, of course, because we weren't very courteous. Yeah, we blew them out of the water, if that's what you want us that, to say. That's what, I was, <laughs> that's what I was referencing. I think it was 109 to 66, yep, the that final was the score. the final score for hosting poor little old Mars Hill. Yeah, a uh, pretty small uh, school from North Carolina. I think they're... They're high-level D2, so, I mm-hmm. mean, it's uh, good exposure for their program, mm-hmm. just getting an exhibition game with NC State, you know, big school ACC competition. But, I mean, everybody got to play. It, it was a good time, honestly. Yeah, Mark L. Johnson, who I think is going to be the MVP for this year's team. That, that's an interesting take. Yeah. I, I really like Mark this year. 
I think he he was in Dennis Smith's shadow a lot last year. I think he would have been starting if it weren't for Dennis Smith. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I think uh, the MVP this season is going to be... It's going to be Malika Boo if he can stay healthy, of if NC he comes State, back. Yeah. Yes, of NC State, of he's course. He's not going to play Team on Friday, MVP. obviously, because that sprained MCL, but he should be back in a couple of We're weeks. We're hoping two weeks, I think, because he got injured two weeks ago. They said yeah. it was a four-week injury, Yeah, uh, MCL sprain. I think at this point, they're just trying to be cautious. Yeah, I've seen him walking around on campus. He's not like He doesn't have a limp or anything, but you know, walking versus playing in a game. Exactly. I think they're just playing it safe. I think Torin Dorn, honestly, yeah. could be our, our team's MVP this season. I think we're going to really rely on his scoring and perimeter defense. And he is a ferocious scorer and a really good defender as well. Last year, he was neck and neck with Dennis Smith in scoring in those non-conference games. But once the ACC competition rolled around, he had, he had transferred from Charlotte. So he kind of took a little bit of a back seat there. But I think this year, I think he's going to be ready for it. I think, yeah, I think the ACC play... Uh, it's very. It's obviously very different uh, from mm-hmm. non-conference play. And Torrandoran being a, a transfer, of course, from UNC Charlotte, uh, another in-state in-state school. Like the style of play is very different. So playing those non-conference games, um, you know, he was getting what he wanted, and then ACC play hit, and that's uh, you know, it was, that, it was basically like he was thing. a freshman. Yeah. yeah, like no no shots taken at Torrandoran. I think he's a terrific player. Yeah, he's gonna be really. I good. just think it was a lot like a freshman and. Not like a Dennis Smith yes. freshman year. More and like a Markel Johnson other, freshman other, year. Other uh, notables were returning is Omer Yurtseven. He's coming back, and he's going to be stronger. Omer. And he's going to be used to playing basketball in America, where it's a little a little different than maybe what he was used to playing overseas. I've heard that Yurtseven, he's gotten a lot stronger. He's gotten a lot better at rebounding and defense. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I've had, just seen him on campus, and he's already more buff than he was He had his first year. ever career blocked shot. In, uh, Wait. Yeah, he didn't have a blocked shot all of last year. What? Yeah. Wow. Well, he didn't start for one. He started like the first couple of games. He that started he played. The first couple of games. And then we realized he wasn't as good. I think we're gonna rely on Amir a lot this yes. year. I think uh, he could potentially put up a double double every he's gonna game. Be the, the Chris stops of the college game. In yeah, the, our, he's our unicorn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, he'll take. He'll do that pick and pop. He'll uh, take a couple dribbles in, take a free throw jumper where other men are, other big men are rolling to the basket. You know, we're getting a boo back, of course. Him staying healthy, forty-two inch vertical jump. That guy's amazing. The thing about Abu's injury is that it's going to help uh, Leonard Freeman yes. get a lot more playing time. Potentially, Sean have. Kirk. We didn't have yeah, Freeman last he's year. He's coming he off an injury. Yeah, he redshirted because of injury. But I really think that this team, we could do something special. We might not be as good as last year. We might be better than last year. But I mean, uh, we got Lavar Bats coming yeah. in. What uh, do you think? Of highly him? recruit. I think Lavar Bats. Uh, I actually saw him play. Uh, before he committed to NC State, and I just thought, wow, this guy, he's really ball dominant. Mm-hmm. He passes the ball really well. He shoots the ball really well. And Good he's, size at 6'5". Well, actually, 6'2". Oh, 6'2"? Yeah, Torin Doran 6'5". Okay. I, I mixed All that right. up earlier when we were talking. LeVar Bat, 6'2", fiercely athletic, mm-hmm. a lot like Markel Johnson. I think he's going to play... Do you think we're going to see a backcourt with Johnson and Bats, traditionally two point guards? I think we very well could. As mm-hmm. long as Abu is injured, we could go small ball for the start of the season, especially before ACC play starts. Because uh, once ACC play starts, you really got to have that defense and that rebounding. Yep. But if you can get LeVar Bats uh, That's probably involved in the offense early, it's going to help the the chemistry of the team mm-hmm. later in the year. I was going to say with the way that uh, Keats plays is very fat, that he... Coach at UNC Wilmington, you're not going to get a lot of uh, very skilled big men at smaller schools like that. So right. he's, he's used to playing small ball. He plays very fast, and he plays with just – it's very fast tempo, and these guys, we're going to have to go deep into the team. He presses a lot yeah. on defense. We're going to be playing you... nine players a game probably, not going to be like seven dudes playing. So it's good that we have depth and a lot of guards that can handle the ball as well. Exactly, yeah. And I think the biggest uh, issue potentially is that, like you said, we're, we're really deep. Uh, it's just going to be conditioning. Yes. And I think, I mean, I've heard that Kevin Keats runs them more than any other coach they've ever had. Yeah. Which uh, reminds me of my high school coach who just ran us to death. It's easy for a coach but, to do make people run when he's not running. I just, I, I always wanted the coach to run with us. He's like, run these drills, run these drills. <laughs> I love running. You're not running. But I, I, I'm really excited for Kevin Keats in the basketball season and getting Leonard Freeman back. I think that's where we missed Ted Capita. Because I feel like he would have fit perfectly. Yeah, we are going to miss Ted Capita this year. I think, uh, I mean, he obviously makes his own decisions for him and his family. But I do think he should have stayed in school. Mm-hmm. I think he could have uh, been a great contributor to I us this year. I think he would have fit way, be- way better with Keats than he did with Godfrey's system as We're well. We're also going to miss Maverick Rowan. Now, yeah. like, I don't, 
Maverick's not he wasn't the greatest defender in college, but we really could use his three point shooting. Yes. Of course, with Braxton Beverly not being eligible. ruled ineligible yeah. by the NCAA, the beloved NCAA. I uh, love him. You gotta love him. Uh but yeah, so we're really gonna miss the shooting of um fan favorites to Maverick Rowan. And I mean I think Braxton Beverly already a fan favorite. And he's not even taking the court yet. Yeah, because he's just already the underdog. The NCAA is just doing him the wrong way. And yeah. so the fans, you know how NC State fans are. When they can find yeah. something to complain about, they will. Yeah, we got a bright future, though. We got C.J. Bryce, a transfer from Wilmington, following uh, Kevin Keats. He's coming next year. Mm-hmm. Braxton Beverly will be taking the court next year. Um, I think our seniors this year, Abdul Malik Abu. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, do we have any others that are key role players? Tucker Thompson's a senior. Yes. Fan favorite Tucker yeah, Thompson. Fan favorite Tucker Thompson. He's a really cool guy. I was behind him at the football, the Clemson game. He's a really cool Could guy. Did you see around him? Uh, I was to the right, so he wasn't blocking okay. my view. <laughs> but he was eye level All with me. All six ten of him. Yeah. yeah, he was eye level with me, standing on the bleacher wow. in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. You mentioned football. I yes, mean, we, we got to get Clemson moving a little game. bit. Yeah, the Clemson game. <laughs> the refs. They they messed it up, John. Yeah, typical. It's rigged. They wanted the Clemson to go to the playoff. Yeah. I don't know about that. NC State fans automatically jump to conclusions. I love NC State fans, but we jump to conclusions. We're the best fans. Everything we do. We are the best fans because we. I, I think we care the most even, even when, when our teams aren't good. Even when our teams aren't good. But more um, than the UNC fans. I think there were. <laughs> I think there were only a couple calls that were really questionable. The catch in the uh, was that the first? Yeah, that was, that the, was first the first half. half yes, uh, Myers. Jacoby Myers had an awesome game. Uh, yes, Jacoby Myers. He a had bunch a of catches. Of catches taken away. Now that I'm remembering some particular plays, that catch in the first half. There was the fourth down. Yeah, the the thing that bugged me was not that they ruled it incomplete. It was that they didn't explain their decision, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Well, at the game, I definitely felt much more. Uh, 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 I don't know, like it wasn't fair. I felt like it was rigged when at the game, of yeah. course, influence of the home crowd. But, you know, I watched... Looking, looking back at the film, yeah. though, the yeah. illegal shift, that was the right call. Yeah, absolutely it was. was. Just, it was just a poor break. It was just bad timing. It was just, uh, for for those that didn't watch, just, you, you see a lot of movement of receivers and guys going in motion, and there's rules about who can be on the line of scrimmage and who can't and how many. The and, only two, only one person could be moving at the time uh, the ball is snapped. Finley yeah. was moving forward. He wasn't really ready for the snap. And uh, and uh, the receiver on the bottom of the screen. Who was it actually? Was it, it Stephon Lewis? It, yeah, I think it may have been Lewis. He it, was, it was just poor timing. He, he was did, going. Up. He didn't he even do shifting. anything wrong. Like yeah. uh, Dave Doran, like motion. Hey, move up, move up, because yeah. didn't want to get an illegal formation penalty. Back. Yeah, exactly. So it was so, just a slightly early snap. Like one two, second. Yeah, one second too early. Yeah, and that took away a great play. And then you know Finley got intercepted on yeah. the fourth and fifteen. I think a lot of like the student section was booing that, and I think it's a lot of, because they don't understand football. Yes, and yeah. you also can't see it. The, re- the well. I it's guess. hard to see. It's at the bottom of the screen, and like maybe even on the stadium screen, it got cropped out. Maybe yeah. the only call I or no call that I had a problem with was on the third down, where I, I thought Jalen Samuel may have gotten hit when he was reaching back for the ball. But yeah. overall, I don't think it was that bad of a game. I mean, Clemson only had three penalties; we had six penalties. They kind of just let Ours us are play. Very crucial though, usually resulting in either a first down being taken away from us or a first down being awarded to Clemson. That is true. Yeah. But I think the game was decided on three plays. Yeah. The punt return, obviously, because that's basically a freebie touchdown. The yep. offense doesn't do anything. Although, in retrospect, that was a pretty spectacular play by it Ray Ray Absolutely. It was amazing. Yeah. But, Except it was versus us, which sucks. Yeah. Don't do that, Ray Ray. <laughs> and then uh, I think Finley made three bad throws all game. There was the dropped interception uh, in the third quarter. There was the actual interception yeah. in the fourth quarter. And then there was the missed... Uh, Pass to uh, was it Kelvin Harmon? Yeah, missed that the would touchdown. have been a ninety-yard touchdown. Yeah, yeah. That that's... those three throws, um, throw to throw, a lot of th. But those three throws by Finley. I mean, he played a, an yeah. incredible game. Honestly, fifteen for fifteen. He started out. Yeah, I got I got no problem with how he played. It's just I don't have Clemson a huge... got the breaks and we didn't. Yeah, I don't have a huge problem with interceptions on fourth down because you have to. You're you're literally going for it if it's an incomplete. Oh, I'm not talking about yeah. that interception. Yeah. I mean the interception in the red zone. Yeah, I think two of his interceptions. Not a screenplay. Oh, oh yeah, that interception. That well, was a bad throw. That was a no. mix up. That was a mix up. He thought it was a man defense, and Clemson had been switching between cover two zone and like their single high yeah. safety man, and they would drag that safety over to wherever Harmon was because he's a beast. 
Yeah, but they. I mean, he, he read it as a man, and then he throws was, the slant. In what the zone. they did was they they were adapting because we were running those crossing routes and those slants for the whole game, and it was working. Yeah, and then um, like just one play, you don't read the defense right. He led it right to the the linebacker coming up across. Yeah, so just but, one misread, one snap that was a second too early. So really, really close. Uh, but disappointing. Clemson did come out on top, which well, we was could, convenient. For the ACC, we can still win the AC. We can still go to the ACC championship. We have to win out, and we need Florida State yeah. to beat Clemson. And yeah. of course, that's their last ACC game. Yeah, because they get a freebie against Citadel, and then they play South Carolina. So but, that's not gonna happen. But hopefully, it does. Hopefully, it does. Boston College coming up on Saturday, five and four uh, overall, third in the Atlantic. Um, they're four and one in their last five games, where their only loss coming yeah. to Clemson. So. They beat us last year, of course. Yes, but, that was good times, good times. Uh, yeah. Us losing. I think it's at Boston College, so this is this would be a game, if we go up there and lose, that would really, really suck because right now you know, we're still in the national conversation as far as people saying NC State football is good. If we go lose a third straight game, become 6-4, and four, it's just going to be the same old, same old, and you know, it was some really high expectations. After that, we have Wake Forest, and then we're playing a terrible UNC team, which we should you know, score a lot of points on. So yeah. hopefully we don't mess up the Boston College. They always have a good defense. They're third in the Atlantic, so they're right behind us. So they may even overtake us. But. Yeah, they play a very low-scoring approach to football. They try to. I remember last year they played. Uh, I think it was twenty-one fourteen. Uh, no, last year game. they played Wake Forest and they went to overtime, zero to zero. Oh wow! Yes, that same, is same team pretty much. Yeah, but, Bos- yeah. Boston College is really good on defense, so we should. I mean, they produced Luke Keekley. Yes. So, yeah. Which leads us right into the Panthers. Yes, the Panthers on Sunday defeated the Falcons twenty to seventeen, and that was a really a good game, really entertaining game to watch. Despite you know, I mean, I was happy that Julio dropped that touchdown. Oh my gosh! But <laughs> also shout out to how classy Kurt Coleman was about it. A lot of players will get right in your face and be talking trash, and Kurt Coleman just you know. Uh, Walked up to him, gave him a pat on the helmet. It's like, hey, man, you're a good player. You got it next yeah, time. Yeah, keep your head up. Yeah. yeah. That was that was really good, and that's the kind of players I like that the Panthers have. Some organizations don't prioritize that. Yeah, <laughs> Coleman, said, Coleman, said, Coleman said he was just hoping for some wind or help from above when he saw Julio get that open, claimed full responsibility. But, of course, Julio with one of the, honestly, the worst drops I've ever seen on a fourth down. Yeah, which is from a receiver that good. For a receiver that good, and um, to be fair, he has a lower leg injury. Yeah, uh, he might not even play this upcoming week, but still fun to watch. What did you think of our offense, though? I was, I was uh, pleasantly surprised by our offense, and here's what I was playing: Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, for the first time all year, was effective running in between the tackles. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what wasn't effective was giving the ball to Jonathan Stewart with yeah. two fumbles on his first three carries. I don't know why we handed him the ball again. The second fumble. You're done, my dude. You're done. But we kept handing him the ball. It never worked. It never was productive. It was the same thing every time. One-yard gain, two-yard gain. He maybe had a couple of, like, five-yard gains. But McCaffrey, in that second half, we needed to run the ball to run the clock, and he was getting seven, eight yards a pop. And that was actually really encouraging to see, running in between the tackles. I think what we saw from him this game, uh, it's a term, getting skinny in the gap. And I think... Previously, McCaffrey's been trying to make people miss, even when he's going in between the tackles. Yeah. But today, he was just going through bodies. He's just hitting the holes. And exactly. And I think that's the biggest difference between Stewart and McCaffrey, is where McCaffrey's actually using his small size to his advantage when he's running he's through 5'11", these holes. He's 5'11", 220 pounds. He's not that little for a running back. Tell me he's smaller than Stewart. Uh, he is a little bit smaller than Stewart, yeah. He's a lot smaller than Stewart he's in quicker. terms of how big he is. So he, he can fit through those small holes. If he's worried mm-hmm. about, um, if he's less worried about making people miss in the backfield and more about just hitting that hole as hard as he can and getting through that line to the second level, I think that's what he did. I think yes. he just he so, changed the way he ran. Honestly, yes. he started running downhill instead of running uh, east west. He he was running north south, as you could say. Yeah, and he was making better reads because before he'd go up the tackle, he'd go up the middle and just run right behind the guards and yeah. then wait to get tackled for two yard gate. Yeah, he was actually looking where to go and hitting the holes before they could close up. And it was really encouraging to see from a player that, you know, we had a very high draft pick. And uh, I'm looking for— yeah. you got to say Mike Shula called a good game. Uh, yeah. Yes, baby. he did. He did. We won. We won. There was He called a good game. 
Okay. Well, no. Well, first of all, he gave it to Stewart again, which was a mistake after his second fumble. First of all, you got to have faith in your guys that have been there for eight years. Two fumbles, that's the maximum. Yeah, but Stewart's Look, been having first, a bad year. Kareem Hunt's first career carry was a fumble. Should have benched him, John. He went for 180 yards and then like 98 yards receiving for the rest of the game. Yeah, but Stewart hasn't been doing anything really all year. But you still got to give him another chance. He did, and that's when we stopped giving him the ball. So I I have no problem with giving him the ball the second time. I have a problem with Stewart fumbling, but not with the decision to give him the ball. How about that sideline exchange from Cam Newton and Ron Revere? Oh, I loved it. I did as well. Yeah, I mean, you saw some fire from Cam Newton. And, and Devin Funches. And Devin Funches. Ed Dixon, a little more reserved. You could see in his eyes he wanted to go for it. Uh, Rivera said Cam convinced him to go for it during the challenge timeout. Um, I, I really like that, honestly. Yeah, all, I do. All 6'5 and 250 pounds of him said, I can get the ball three more inches. Yeah, and they, they hugged it out afterwards. No hard feelings, you know. It yeah, gets intense Cam's during like, those games, yeah. Oh, yeah. I no mean, need to overanalyze it, as I'm sure some people may be doing, because, you know, those Scam Newton people are always out there talk, trying to wait for It don't matter what Cam Newton does. Somebody will make it negative yeah, every single true. time. Moving on, though, we got the Dolphins on Monday, Monday Night Football. That's National in Bank TV. of America Stadium. National television. Jay Cutler's coming to town, man. I'm yeah, super the excited. Best, my favorite, one of my favorite quarterbacks ever. I'll tell you what. He is my favorite the- wide receiver. <laughs> he really is. I love to watch that man work when he's out there on the outside. It's oh, great. Yeah. Standing there with his hands on his hips. But I'm I'm honestly just really excited to hear John Gruden talk about Cam Newton. Yes. Because he makes the, the weirdest analogies ever. And Cam's like 6'5". Like, I, I can't even it's think so about it. He's like, Cam Newton's like a Chevy Corvette, man. You just can't bring him down. Man. It's like, what in the world? <laughs> like, man. Yeah. This is man all the time. Love I'm, John Gruden, though. I always think back to that play he had versus the Patriots on Monday Night Football where he juked out like, 15 people when he was going to get sacked. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, and John also, Green calling that. Uh, I remember the Monday night football game where Ted Ginn dropped an 85-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah. In overtime. Good times. We good still times. won that game. We still won. Let's move on to our picks. Oh, yes, my Benjamin's favorite. Benjamin's still killing me, yes. honestly. Okay, so halfway last through week, the season. the Raiders and Redskins won, and so halfway through the season, I'm 14-4, and 2-0 last week, 9-1 in my last five weeks. You were 1-1, one one, but, you know, you did pick the... Um, I picked the, the Texans over the, the Colts. Colts. And Deshaun Watson got hurt not mm-hmm. an hour after we completed our show. Yes. So that's when the news came out. So I'll give you a pass on that one. Yeah. But Appreciate it still it. goes on your record. Yeah. You're 9 and 9, Mr. 500. Yeah. So, but I'm going 2 and 0 this week, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Well, since you're worst, <laughs> I'll let you go first. Okay. Who's your upset of the week? Upset. Buccaneers over the Jets. I got Ryan Fitzpatrick starting against his old team in place of the injured just uh, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Jameis. Yeah, I, I had Justice Winslow on the mind. We were talking about him earlier. I think Jameis just had too much W to eat before the game. Oh, my gosh. If you haven't seen the video of Jameis' pregame speech against oh the Saints, you should go goodness. look it up. It's hilarious. It's going to make you laugh at the entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise, which I, I do every week nowadays. <laughs> but with Fitzpatrick at quarterback, they're going to get a win. He throws for three touchdowns. He's also my must-start in fantasy this week. All right. How well, about you? My upset of the week is the Bills are going to defeat the 6-2 and two I really hope Saints. so. I really hope so. Same here. Same here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same division. We need the Saints to, to lose one. And I think the Bills upset the Falcons. I think when they were 3-0, and I think the Bills have they a really good defense. They beat us, too. Yeah. They have a really good defense. They just got Kelvin Benjamin. All about those Benjamins. I think Kelvin Benjamin is going to be a much better fit in their offense, mainly because they don't have a lot of talent at wide receiver. So I think that the Bills will stop the Saints. Please, goodness, stop the Saints. <laughs> what is your lock of the week, the game you guarantee? I mean, I got the Patriots coming off a bye against the Broncos on somehow that game is Sunday night football still. The Broncos why? got... Why this, would you do that to us, NFL? <laughs> the Broncos got to, because of the fans, the money. But oh, the Broncos got destroyed by the Eagles on Sunday, giving up 51 points. They are no match for the Patriots. going to be a blowout. Carson wins MVP already. Yep. Everyone's going to hand it to him. Who's your lock of the week? My lock of the week to win. Whoever's playing the Browns, basically. Pretty much. It's yeah. the Lions over the Browns. Yeah, taking a chance there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just being bold. It's a lock. It's the lock of the week. I have yeah. to guarantee it. It's the reason I'm 14-4 and four and you're 9-9, nine and nine, Mr. Hinton. Mm. It's the reason that my fantasy basketball team is better than yours. That's and my not, fantasy football team true. is better than yours. Not true. Yes, also, it's, both it's very not true. Real. It's documented. Not real. It's not even real. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of fantasy, what is your? you already said your must start is Ryan Fitzpatrick versus yep. the Buccaneers. 
I mean, versus the Jets, playing yeah. for the Buccaneers. Yeah, against his old team. But uh, I, my my must start, Ryan Fitzpatrick. My must sit is Todd, not Todd Gurley, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say uh, sit LaShawn McCoy against the Saints. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, gonna, they got a really good defense. Uh, I would right say now. that you should sit Todd Gurley. For the uh, versus the Texans, the Texans allowed the least really? amount of points to the running back, even without JJ Watt and Whitney yeah. Merciless. Yeah, sit wow. Todd Gurley versus the Texans, and okay. uh, you should start Jermaine Curse versus the Bucks. I think he's going to have a huge week. For Jets, I agree, I agree Jets, with you. Jets, I, th- I think that that game is going to be really high scoring. Honestly, Jets Tampa Bay might be one of the best games of the week. You got two revenge games: McCown going up against yeah, Tampa Bay. It's going to be good. Patrick against the Jets. I love these kinds of quarterbacks. The journeymen, they play for like every team and they, they come in and they're not uh, superstars, but they're not garbage, you know? They they can throw two or three touchdowns, maybe a couple picks. They're fun to watch. Yeah, they're fun to watch. I like Josh so, McCown. Moving on to the NBA, the Charlotte Hornets have had a rough week so far. They had a three game homestand, they won all three games, now they have a four game road trip. They've played three of those games and all three have been losses. Yeah, uh, three straight losses uh, to the Spurs, the... I forget who else. We lost to the Knicks last night. Yeah, we lost to the Spurs, the Timberwolves, the and Timberwolves. The yeah, the Timberwolves beat the crap out of us. Honestly. honestly, those could be three playoff teams. Oh, they will be, no doubt. I think I think the Knicks are really surprising, honestly. like Yeah, that's my most surprising We team scored this year. 69 points in the first half last night, and they still came back and won. Porzingis hitting the game winner, game winner with like 13 seconds left. Yeah, that was actually a fantastic play. He should have dunked it, though. Porzingis could be MVP. Real talk. If yes. they're if they're a top six t- seed, he could be MVP. Should be. There's no other talent on that team, really. Lance Thomas is playing significant minutes for the New York Knicks. Yeah. You remember Lance Thomas? Yeah. He, he played was on, on the Duke. He 2010 had no, championship team. He had no offensive game at all. He's developed, honestly. Yeah, a he has lot. a jump shot. I yeah. almost fell out of my chair when I saw him hit a three. <laughs> that was ridiculous. The only good thing about that game, really, Malik Monk had 18 points in the first half. Yeah. He hit five three pointers. Uh, that's the second time this year that he's hit uh, three-pointers. He's the first Hornets rookie to do that. Five three-pointers in a game, yeah. So yeah. really liking what we're seeing out of that rookie. Our draft class in general. Yeah. Malik Dwayne Monk, Dwayne Bacon. Bacon. Yeah, those are really, really good. I kind of want a Dwayne Bacon jersey. I mean, number one, it says Bacon on the back, yes. uh, which is awesome. Also, it leads <laughs> itself to great puns if you go to the game. Honestly, I think uh, I think we'll probably we might trade MKG by the end of the season, and I think Dwayne Bacon's going to be. I, I would too, honestly. I really just, like MKG. It's kind of like but, a Kelvin Benjamin deal as yeah, far as fitting in. He might. I mean, he's just he doesn't fit the system. And Dwayne Bacon, I think, is a tremendous talent. I'm so glad we drafted him. Honestly, yes. we took Frank Jackson and traded him for uh, someone else. I like a was another it Bellinelli. Pick. Is that what happened? Yeah. That's no, we, we, we Bellinelli was involved in the trade for Dwight Howard. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, All right. which I. So glad we got rid of him, honestly. I liked Bellinelli. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well. Let's agree Howard, to disagree. <laughs> Howard's having a good year for Charlotte as well. He had 21 points last night. Still can't hit free throws, but, you know, hey, it's Dwight Howard. Uh, Nicholas Batum is coming <laughs> back, so we're going to be – I'm really excited to see him come back for the Hornets. We're going to wear our classic jerseys on November 15th for the first time, the throwbacks, of course, like the original Hornets franchise. So if you want to tune in and watch that, I believe it's against the Cavaliers – uh, who we have a good chance of beating right now. Yeah, because the Cavs are have an under 500 record. So, that, 10 games into the season. Is that your... Uh, actually, 5 and 6 now. Yeah. So, is that your most? Is that the team that most surprised you this year? The Cavs? Honestly, I mean, they're pretty underwhelming right now. Are they going to get it together for the playoffs? Absolutely. If they're Even if they're a top 4 seed, they're going to the finals. Isaiah Thomas isn't even back yet. They'll People are fine. talking trash about LeBron... Having six losses. I mean, come on now. LeBron's the greatest in the game right now. We I mean, you could disagree about all time, but he's definitely the he's still the greatest player in the game he's right the now. He's the king. He's the king of the NBA. I agree. I think they'll be fine. IT's coming back. That's another king. The king of the under six feet point guards, which there are very few of, but um No, I love love Isaiah Thomas just just playing. But um Speaking I, of point guards, Eric Bledsoe finally got out of yeah, Phoenix. He got he got traded. Uh, we were talking about how he he actually still claims that his story that he was in a hair salon. Of course he does. True. Of course he does. Yeah, and it's actually been proven to be true. Really? Yes. He was in a hair salon. He was talking about a hair salon, and the Bucks traded him over that. I mean, the Suns traded him over that. 
Wow. The, the Phoenix Suns, uh, Devin Booker, TJ Warren, they got to get out of there. That is the worst managed team in the NBA. No questions asked. I don't. I don't care Josh how bad Josh Jackson team as is. well is another good young player. Josh Jackson, yeah, I feel so bad for him. He's. I mean, they got no fans in Phoenix. They got. I mean, they got history, so they're never going to relocate. But you have Charles Barkley, man. You yeah, Charles have, Barkley. Always have Charles. Barkley. They need another Charles Barkley That's terrible. or another Steve Nash. That's terrible. But the problem is they run all of their guards out. Mm-hmm. You know, they ran Steve Nash out at the end of his career. They ran out Goran Dragic. Uh, they ran out Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't want to play him with Brandon Knight and Eric Bledsoe. I mean, are you kidding me? Now they're running. Just out. get rid of Knight's Brandon Knight and don't draft another Kentucky point guard. <laughs> I'm. They got Ulysses too now. Oh my gosh, that is the worst managed team I've ever seen. I I'm not holding back against the Phoenix Suns right now. Well, hopefully, uh, TJ Warren <laughs> and uh, and Booker are able to kind of power through that and maybe make them a good team. I really hope so. I really hope so. So. Uh, Speaking of NBA, though, uh, real quick to mention, Dennis Smith Jr. still playing for the Mavericks. Uh, he has not stopped dunking, in case you were wondering. He uh, never will. John. He never will. He's going to be like sure 58 years old, and he's going to go on the court I really and think he's Derrick Rose 2.0 in terms of his athletic ability. Okay. I'm really right. scared that he's going to get injured because, of become course, he had his Derrick Rose 2.0. Become a real Derrick Rose 2.0. He had an ACL tear in high school, of course. Uh, injury-free for NC State, uh, thank God. But... I mean, I really hope he can stay healthy. He's an exciting young player. The pride of NC State right now. Yeah, he's he's fun to watch, man. I'll tell you what the pride of NC State should be is Pack His Life Sports Show, John. I think it already is. I, yeah, it's the pride of, my, <laughs> yeah. of NC be State for us. Be yes. confident. Well, yeah. not a lot of people know about us, so you should follow us on Twitter at Pack His Life NCSU. Also, thank you so much for listening and making us a part of your day. It's always it, a pleasure. Uh, just, I mean... Whoever's listening out there, we're so glad that you are. Yeah, like, we love if, talking sports. If there were no listeners, it would just be really dumb for us to sit here for an hour and just talk about sports. So we actually, not to be cheesy, but we need you guys. You guys listen to. We us really do. We appreciate you so much. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm getting all teary eyed over here. Well, we're almost out of time though. Yeah, it's it's getting about that time. I've enjoyed it, John. It's cold. I hate that it gets dark so early. Because now it's dark right now, yeah, which just, feels really just weird. Realize that, but uh, yeah, it's always fun. Uh, sorry for my my mishaps with my speaking. Uh, call a season. That's one of my favorite words that's, now. It's gonna be a meme now, John. I appreciate you. Pack his life sports show on eighty eight point one WKNC. I'm Benjamin Denton. I'm John Hinton. See you next week.